And I, I really believe that. So let's get right into the story. So this, uh, the, the story here, the context of it is it, it's happening in ancient Israel. So at this point, um, the, the Roman Empire, which is right here, has kind of totally swept over the entire world that they understood. And the, the Roman Empire, at this time in history, something just was ushered in, this new era. It was called the Pax Romana. And basically, it meant peace and prosperity. And for the next 200 years, life was incredible in the Roman Empire, okay? So ancient historians, they kind of look at ancient history and they say, if you could choose one place to live, one, one period of time, the Pax Romana, that's it. In the Roman Empire right here, that's where you want to be. Life is just peaceful, prosperity, it, 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 it's phenomenal. If you were with the Romans, uh, it, it wasn't so much the case with the, the country Israel because, you know, they were subject to the Romans. The Romans came in and took over Israel. And, and on top of that, the Romans convinced other people from Israel to work for them, the Romans. And, and basically, they, they would go to different people and say, hey, can you come work for us and come be a tax collector and tax your own people before the, the Roman Empire? And basically, the, the, the promise was, um, if, you, if you come work for us, you can be whatever you want to be. You can be whatever you want to, you want to be. And, and kind of the other people of Israel are kind of looking at these tax collectors saying, come on. You're betraying your own country here. What, what, what are you doing? But again, the pitch for the Romans was, you know, the Jewish people have one God in Israel. Rome, though, has many gods. There's, there's uh, you, you know, leave the Jewish thing behind, and you got to have a God from Rome or from, from Greece or from, from Britain or France or Spain or kind of wherever. Be what you want to be. Don't be told what you need to be. Be whatever you want to be. And, and I... And, you know, there was even atheists back then in the Roman Empire. There was a good chunk of the population that was just like, forget the concept of God. And that was fine, too, is, you know what? Come join the Roman Empire. Do whatever you want. Be whatever you want. As long as you pay your taxes. <laughs> right? And it, it, it kind of sounds like Star Wars a little bit. You know, like, join us. Join the empire. You know, this kind of thing. And the idea was that you got to create your life into whatever you wanted to be. With no one else telling you what to do. And that's what people did. That's what these tax collectors did. But it meant betraying their own country and working for the people that conquered them, this kind of thing. And, and that's kind of where the story starts is Jesus is telling a story about a tax collector, one of these people that have decided, yeah, I'm going to make my life into what I want it to be. I'm kind of forgetting what everyone else is telling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take control of my own life and do this. And what happens is Jesus is teaching the crowds People one day, he's teaching about God, he's teaching about heaven, he's teaching about, you know, life at its fullest, how do you live a, the best life, and uh, according to the Bible, and what the scripture says about Jesus, is that Jesus is the son of God, okay, so, so the son of God, so the, uh, another part of the Bible says that the fullness of who God is, so if you can somehow picture how big God is, how, how you know, vast he is, squished into a human being, walking around. That's who Jesus is, okay? The image of God, the, the, the exact representation of God. And he's telling this story, and one day he, he says this, it's in Luke chapter 18, it's, it says it right here. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. And you, you kind of have this Pharisee who is, you, you know, the Pharisees are these religious leaders. They're kind of, you know, they follow all the rules. Da, 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 da. They're very judgy against other people and this kind of thing. And he's kind of praying and just like, oh, 
God, I thank you that I'm not like that tax collector over there, right? Just kind of really putting them down. And it, it kind of makes sense in the story so far, right? If someone's that uptight, if they follow the rules, like they're kind of feeling they're a little self-righteous. They've got, but look what Jesus says next, though. And this is, this is what's so interesting about this story. It says this, but the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And the people listening to this original story are probably like, wait, what? That, no, 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 Jesus, that's not how life works. That's not how things operate. The, the, the religious people, they're supposed to be the ones all close with God and, and all that stuff. And then the, the tax collectors who are like, like they're, they're the sinner. Aren't, aren't they? Aren't they? And, and that's what's so incredible about the person of Jesus is because he came to teach us how God actually sees the world and how things actually operate. Look, look, look. Get this. God is not looking for religion. He is not looking for rule followers that it's okay, as long as you've done this, as long as you've done this, 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 this. That's actually not what God is looking for. What God is actually looking for is for people that are able to humble themselves, that are able to, to come to God with humility. And the ancient Greek word there, humble, in, in the text is a word called tapinoo. Tapinoo. And it like literally it just means to, to, to make low, to, to bow down, to humble, and kind of getting rid of this, this reliance on yourself. And saying, you know what, I actually need people other than myself, and I need God. So when Jesus was saying that this tax collector, he humbled himself, what he really was saying was this tax collector admitted that he could not do this on his own. He was acknowledging that he needed God. But again, at first glance of reading the story, it's kind of like, but that doesn't really make sense, though. Because tax collector... You're working for the Roman Empire. Again, in ancient history, if there was one time to be alive, it's to be paired up with the Romans at this time. What caused him to change his mind? He had all the wealth he ever wanted. He had the prestige that he wanted. He had the power. He was with the Romans backing him. So why, why did he turn back to God then? And I think what it is is this man realized something that some of us live our entire lives trying to figure out is that life is actually more than what you see. Life is more than what you see. He, you see, he had things figured out physically. He had things figured out logically. But what he didn't take into account was spiritually. Spiritually. Did you know that, at least according to the Bible, you believe what you want, but this is what the scripture says, that you are actually a spiritual person. Regardless of what you've done in the past, regardless of what you're doing in the future, you are a spiritual person. You, you, you have a body right? Like, n no one debates that. You can clap your hands. You can jump up and down. You can kind of do whatever. You, 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 have, you have a body. No one debates that. And uh, uh, you, you also have a, a mind. You know, s some people call this the soul, kind of your personality, what makes you uniquely you. There's no one else in the world like you. You think a certain way. You just have likes and dislikes, and, and you have a mind and a soul. But look, you also have a spirit. You have a spiritual part of you. You have a spirit. In that spiritual part of you, there are things that the world will never, ever, ever be able to satisfy. And, and that kind of leads to, to another scripture that Jesus said. In John chapter 7, this, Jesus kind of stands in front of a crowd. He says this, look. He, um, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, 
Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water, not just water, living water, will flow from within them. And Jesus gives this beautiful analogy. He gives this beautiful picture. And, and I, I wonder if a tax collector, just like the one in the story, would have heard Jesus say a message like this. And something would have resonated deep down in their heart and deep down in who they are of, whoa, I kind of I need that. I kind of need that. And, and uh, again, Jesus isn't talking about physical water. You know, like, you know, hey, I got some water for you. Come. No, no, no. He was talking about spiritual water. He's talking about a spiritual thirst, that longing inside of us spiritually just, that's just like, ah, there's, there's got to be more here. There's got to be more. And, and at this point, the tax collector, he bought into the lie that he could be whatever he wanted to be. He could live whatever life he wanted to do, and, and that was the best life that he could have had. But look, 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 and the pursuit of that life, it left him empty. It left him dry, and that spiritual part of him was crying out for something that he couldn't find on his own. And I'm telling you this today because that's really who we are, right? Like, we're, we are the tax collector in this story. And, and, you know, I won't say for you, actually, but at least me. I'm the tax collector in this story. And, and you know, we're told our entire lives that we need to take control of our lives. And, and we, we can have it all. And, and, and we, we don't need God because us as humans, we can provide everything that we'll ever need to have and, and we can have whatever we want, we can be whatever we want, we don't need God for that. And look, look, in the quest for becoming whatever we wanted to be, we've missed who we were actually meant to be. In the quest for becoming whatever we wanted to be, we missed who we were actually created to be, who were we actually meant to be. And, and we've gone our whole lives being told that we don't need God, we, let's just replace that with good secular living. But I have a question for us today. How's that working out for us? How's that working out for us as a society? How's that working out for us personally and with, with our families? And even though we live in, in a, a good progressive society and people get good jobs and we get married and we have kids and we go traveling and we have money and more influence than, you know, you know historically ever possible and, and we have good healthy bodies and we look good and we have lots of good friends and we have all this. And yet... There's something still deep, deep down inside that's just like, that's it. There's, there's got to be more. And there's that spiritual longing inside that's, that's thirsty. And it's craving spiritual water. We're spiritual people. Look, whether we, we acknowledge it or not, whether we realize it or not, we're spiritual people. And a spiritual problem needs a spiritual solution. A spiritual problem needs a spiritual solution. And just like the tax collector tried to live without God and left them empty, I'm telling you, I've, I've been there. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you are there. And there's that longing inside. There's that craving inside. But look, look, look. The story doesn't end there. Good news is on the way. Good news is on the way. Because just a few chapters later, something significant happens with Jesus and who he is. You see, the Easter story happens. The Easter story happens. And, and what happens is the, the, the Pharisees get super jealous of Jesus. Because Jesus getting a lot of attention, you know, speaking God's truth and what, and what God wants to say and this kind of thing. And they, the Pharisees go to uh, a guy named Judas, who is Jesus' friend, and they convince Judas to betray Jesus. And I'm going to read you the Easter story, and we have a video that goes, goes along with it. I was, originally, I was just going to read it to you, but I thought, you know, let's get some visual with it too, because I want this to get really, really deep in our heart today. So if we could kill the light, uh, and if we could play this video 
And then I'm, I'm just going to read you the, the Easter story as, as, we, as we go here. betrayed into the hands of wicked men and crucified. And on the third day, he arose. And that's the Easter story. That's why we make such a big deal of Sunday morning, is that last moment when it says he arose. And I, I you know, an obvious question might be, well, why, why? Why did, why did this have to happen? Why, why did Jesus have to die? If Jesus is the Son of God, if Jesus is God in the flesh, why did he even come down in the first place? And the simplest answer is, he loves us. He loves us. And, and when he was on that cross, he took all the mistakes, all the sin that I have ever done, that you have ever done, that all of history has ever done, and he put it on himself. And when he died on that cross that day, our sin died with him. But the good news is that three days later, proving who he really was, he rose again. And we can have a relationship with God because of that, because of what Jesus has done. That separation, that wall between us and God, because God is so perfect and we are so not perfect, God is so loving and good, and we are so naturally on our own not that, Jesus breaks that wall down. He, he clears the divide. And we can be a part of God's family. We can have a relationship with him. And, and simply, how, do, how someone starts a relationship with God is you simply ask. You simply believe that it's true. You simply, just like the tax collector did, we humble ourselves. We admit, God, we need you. God, your way is better than my way, and I'm acknowledging that. I'm going your way instead of our way. And, and you know, not having that Pharisee thinking of I'm good on my own. I'm good. Oh, look how good I am. Look how good I am. No, no, no. That's not what God's looking for. God's looking for honesty. People that can be authentic and say, you know what, I'm not going to lie. These are my shortcomings. God, I need you. I need you. 
And that's the, the, the main idea I have for you today is, 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 is simply this. It's a, it's a simple statement. is this, is we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. It doesn't matter who, who we are. And, and this is so important because Jesus helps us find the deepest sense of, of, of purpose in our lives. He helps us love our families more. He, he helps us through the good times. He helps us through the bad times. He gives us true life. He gives us spiritual water. He satisfies that, that craving inside that he's put in us. All because he loves us. All because he loves us. So I want to encourage you today. God loves you. If there's one thing to remember today, it's, it's that, is that we need Jesus because he loves us. He loves us, okay? So I'm going to call uh, Neil, Roberta, and Lauren back up. We're just going to end off with one song uh, real quick. And, and just as, as they're doing that, I have just two challenges for you, okay? Two, two takeaways for you today. The first one is I challenge you and I encourage you to start a relationship with God today. Put your faith in Jesus. It, 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 to, to believe that Jesus was on that cross, that he died for you because he loves you, and he rose again. And when we believe that that's true, and when we ask to be in relationship with God, there's no like ritual, oh, you gotta do this first, you gotta do this first, oh, you gotta check, check, check this. No, he's just, yes, of course, because he loves us. Like, like a good father loves his kid. That's how God loves us. So I really wanna encourage you to do that. And you, you know, at the very beginning, we had the free gift card underneath, and it's kind of like, hey, whoever, go, go get it kind of thing. The truth is, it wasn't your gift card until you actually took and received it, and you actually looked for it. And it's the same with God's relationship with us. Is he offers it to us, but he's not going to force us. He wants it to be a real relationship. So the gift is yours if you want it. So I encourage you, this morning can be an opportunity where you say, yes, I'm going to receive that. I'm going to receive that. Um, it, if, if that is you, and you're saying, you know what, Bronson, I'm believing what you're saying. I believe that Jesus is real. I believe he's the son of God. I believe he came and died and he rose again and I want a relationship with God. You simply need to ask. And on your connect card, it says here, I'm starting a relationship with God today. I want to encourage you, if that's you today, check that box off. This isn't what determines whether you do or not, but this can help us understand and just kind of um, uh, have a good perspective with it. And if you do fill that out, you can drop it off at the glass box at the info booth there. And we have a free Bible that we want to give you. Um, we want to walk this journey with you. We believe that this is meant to, you know, a, a, a solo mission. This is, we're, we're doing this together. And I really want to encourage you, even now, where you are, ask God. You know, it doesn't need to be some formal ritualistic thing. You just say, God, I believe you. I want a relationship with you. And he's there for you, okay? So I really want to encourage you uh, to do that. And secondly, I challenge you, come back next week. We have Sunday services every, every Sunday, 11 a.m., right here in the gym. And I, I want to encourage you to be here. Next week, we're starting a new series called um, about being a disciplined person, about having self-control. And I think we can, all can acknowledge that every area of our life would be better if we could learn just even a little bit more discipline or self-control. So it's gonna, let, let's talk about it. I, I think it's going to be really encouraging, okay? We all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. So, so these wonderful, good-looking people up here are going to lead us in one more song. And as they sing, I, I want us to think about those two takeaways, okay? Um, and we just have some reflection questions up here that I want us to ask ourselves as happy. So the first one is, would I be willing to try starting a relationship with God today? Second one is, would I be willing to try attending another church service? And the third one is, try praying to God because He's listening. He's there, he loves you, and he's listening, okay? So um, let's, let's keep this up, Ben. Let's not put the lyrics up. Let's keep this up. And just as these guys sing and hum, <laughs> um, let's, let's think about these things. Let's pray about these things.
let's talk to God about these things, okay? And we'll be back in just uh, maybe a minute or two, okay? Thanks, guys. their eyes just for a second just to really focus and uh, let's pray so God I pray for every person in the room I pray that you would show yourself to us in a new way God for for those of us that are just questioning and just figuring things out and aren't 100% sure God I pray that as time goes it doesn't have to be all at once but just as time goes you would slowly but surely show yourselves to us and remind us of your love for us. Remind us of how good you are. Remind us of that Easter story where you died on the cross and you rose again because you're good and you love us. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I really want to thank you for being here today. It means a lot. I know this is an important morning and it means a lot that you're here. So I'm going to call um, the ushers forward just as we close. Um, we're going to take up some, some giving financially here. This is only for those of you that want to do this, okay? There is absolutely zero pressure um, to give financially. If you don't want to be a part of this, don't, don't worry. Um, there's a couple ways that we can give. You can give through the red buckets or cash or check here. You can also give, we have a laptop set up over here where you can set it up on a computer. And then on our website as well, you can give financially as well. And again, that just helps us rent the building. It helps us buy popcorn uh, for, you know, the, the events we do. It helps us um, pay different staff. It helps us kind of keep, keep this place running and, and do outreach events and this kind of thing. So I really appreciate um, your gifts there. I also want to explain, we have over here the prayer corner. Uh, so directly after service, as soon as we're wrapping up, if you have any prayer requests at all, you could be as specific as you want. You could be as vague as you want. If you need prayer for anything, uh, simply walk over here to this banner. There's going to be a few people that will say, hey, is it okay if I pray with you? And they're going to pray with you, okay? We believe that's important. And uh, I, I want to just remind you again, we are now going to get to the, the more Easter party section of it. So as soon as we're done here, as soon as the giving's done, um, if it's okay, could you go pick up your kids? Because uh, we're not going to bring the kids out here. You have to go pick up your kids at the library and in the foyer. 
and basically we're going to bring them back. We're going to turn the inflatables on. We're going to get the, the photo booth going. Uh, we have popcorn, uh, decorating stations, cupcake decorating stations. Um, uh, we're printing out the pictures for our families and this kind of thing. And it's just going to be really fun. And one final thing in my notes here. Uh, we have a Mother's Day service in just a few weeks. It is crazy how fast this year has gone. Like, what the heck? How is it Mother's Day in a couple of weeks? But Mother's Day is here. So if you don't have plans yet, or if you would like to add it to your plans, it would be an honor to have you on Mother's Day. We have a special Mother's Day service. Uh, we're going to have a family photo booth again, uh, just because what does a mom want? A picture. That's all she wants, guys. Okay, give her a picture, okay? Um, and it's just going to be a great day to honor our mothers. And we have a gift for every mother as well, and it's just going to be uh, a great and awesome time. So other than that, God bless you. Happy Easter. We will see you next week. Can we just give a round of applause to everyone that made today happen? Thank you. God bless you.